0: All right, guys, welcome back to BlockHash Exploring the Blockchain. Another episode today, this week. Uh, this is episode 281. Today, we have Fezila, I hope I said that right, um, right. the COO of Kive Network, here to chat about what they're doing in the crypto and blockchain space, as well as a little bit about women in crypto and kind of how that is going as well. Fezila, thank you for coming on. Really appreciate it. How are you doing today?
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Of course, so I'm of doing course. Good,
1: doing good here in Dubai, uh, going uh, in two days in in Mexico, then Colombia for DEF CON. So, really excited.
0: Are you excited? I know you're kind of far away and doing a lot of traveling.
1: Yeah, so I'm going to be traveling for 20 hours for a day. So, it's going to be pretty, pretty intense. So, I, I will work. Uh, mm-hmm. We are not, uh, we're not rich yet to. Enjoy business class, so it's gonna be interesting. And then I I arrive on Monday in uh, Colombia. No, on on when uh, Sunday, and on Monday I have a talk. Uh, so it's gonna be pretty intense. I'm speaking at Infracon. I'm going to speak mm-hmm. about kive and what we do, and it's gonna be actually my first talk as well today. My first podcast, and n- next week my first talk. So it's really, really exciting week for me. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, Andrea. big big week. Uh, yeah, big week. welcome on for the first time. Congrats. Um, it's always fun when you hop on a podcast for the first time. <laughs> yeah. um, the The travel situation is crazy. You're going from Dubai to Madrid to Mexico right. to Colombia.
1: Right.
0: Um, when do you take a break? <laughs>
1: um, um, I don't know. When we launch Mainnet, I guess. And then I can finally breathe a little bit. <laughs> But uh, I'm actually going for Mexico to Mexico for fun because on uh, Sunday is my birthday, uh, mm-hmm. so it's gonna be a fun weekend. Um, and uh, but yeah, I'm I'm uh, hopefully next next year when everything is a little bit more settled, then I'll have time to to rest a little bit more. It's been a long time I didn't have take, didn't have a big week of holiday. I generally tend to to take um, a long weekends, um, and but you know, it's not it's not the best time right now. We're, we we're focused on building, let's say.
0: Where do you plan to spend the holidays? Are you going to be in this region around Colombia or do you want to go back to you're from France, right? Or Right.
1: Yes, I'm from France, but it's been a long time since I, I since I live in France, actually. Okay. I I lived um, in Germany for four years, five years. Then I started my nomadic lifestyle and I'm between Dubai, Rome, Italy, a little bit everywhere Um, Mm -hmm. and uh, now I'm going to be to spend the whole but actually the the next three weeks in Colombia Mm
0: -hmm. and then
1: I'm going to spend some days in New York and then I don't know I'm actually I'm actually letting this open because I'm like let's see who I'm going to meet in Colombia maybe there I don't know maybe I'll have an opportunity to go somewhere so mm-hmm. the idea for me to go to to South America is also to for kive actually because we don't have a big presence there, we don't have um, nor uh, you know lots of traffic. Brazil is actually the only country we get traffic from, uh, and so this is really for me the idea of like growing a community as well. So I'm I'm letting my calendar open if I need to stay to to work on that topic.
0: Got it. So you have a lot of flexibility. You can bounce around yeah. kind of much, you know, be where you want to be. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Well, see see if you can go somewhere where there's some snow, maybe, and enjoy the winter season. I know (laughs) know, between Dubai and I believe Madrid is fairly warm, and Mexico and Colombia, yeah, you're kind of in some you know warm tropical climates, um, dry climates, desert climates. Uh, Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I actually do everything not to be uh, where the snow is. (laughs) So I. Oh, you not like the cold. I, I do like it, but like a week, like in Switzerland, when mm-hmm. I have just when I I love skiing, but like really like still for me is in the mountain, not in the, not in the city, and okay. um, so I want to have summer all year long. This is why, I, <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> as soon as it's getting uh, cold in Europe, then I'm like hoping on the on the flight to somewhere else. This is what I did last the last few days, but um, yeah.
0: Yeah, I feel you on that. I mean, I live in Colombia, so it's tropical every day of the year. So I don't yeah. really feel like the seasons ever change. So and I, I kinda like that too. I mean, if you if you're gonna live that lifestyle and kind of right. live wherever you want or bounce around, why not be in the best climate? So
1: exactly. For how long have you been in Colombia for, actually?
0: Oh geez, two, three years, I think.
1: Wow, okay. And what do you yep. say to the people, especially women that we're talking about women? Mm-hmm. So I'm part of a woman woman group in on Telegram for you know the DEF CON conference, and mm-hmm. there are lots of questions regarding secure safety. Um so what would you say to the women to to make, make them feel safer?
0: In Colombia and Bogota? Yes. In, in my opinion, it's relatively fine. Bogota has a little bit more of a rougher city than Medellin, but it's not like bad or anything. Um Colombia is one of those places where From a safety standpoint, you know, as long as you're doing smart things, you're probably not going to have a problem. Mm -hmm. And, you know, knock on wood, I've had more problems living in Los Angeles, Las Vegas, and Miami, and Portland, Mm -hmm. right? In the United States than I've ever had in Columbia. Yeah. Um, But it's also a different culture. Whereas there, I can walk down the street, something happens potentially, like you never know. Um, But here, it's like, as long as you're in a good area and, you know, you're doing the right things, you're being good to people and, you know, you're living your life, you're not likely to have a problem. The ones that have the problems are usually um, the expats or the foreigners that come that want to party, that want to um, yeah. hang out with young girls, that want to do drugs, that, you know, get themselves into predicaments. So, yeah. Um, exactly. yeah, don't don't stress like the security or safety or anything. I mean, it's fine. Just, you know, do smart things and. Right and enjoy and you'll you'll be okay
1: yeah no i I feel i feel it's the same you know i used to live in mexico when i was younger Mm -hmm. and so i'm like pretty used to this um i would say type of countries with you know some drug problems Mm -hmm. but um and i always feel like as a tourist we're not so targeted it's more like the locals actually um but yeah i know this is a real topic for women um i see it you know, like oh. Safe? Like, should we share Uber together? Should we create groups? Like, should like so? It's it's a topic, and maybe yeah. like um, you know, it has maybe refrained some women to go to DevCon because because of this issue. And of course, we're more you know easy targets than than potentially you men. You know.
0: Yeah, I understand that as well. Um, you know, any of the women out there that are listening to this, you know, don't be afraid to go to DevCon. You know, if you can still go or any any conference in Latin America. Um, and you know, don't worry about feeling like an easy target or anything. It's not that bad down here, to be honest. Yeah. Um, you know, again, just be smart. Don't go places alone. Don't put yourself in a bad situation. You, you'll be fine. Um, mm-hmm. Plus, we need more women at these things. I, I You know, I went to Cosmoverse here in Medellin a week ago, which was fantastic, by the way. It was really, really good. Cool. Um, but still, just, you know, I, I saw so many men and – I'd like to see more women because I know there's so much uh, so many women in the space doing great things and I don't know if it's they like to stay behind the scenes or they get maybe pushed behind the scenes or, or what it is or their fear of travel or circumstance mm-hmm. other thing I'd love to chat with you about since yeah. you know you're a woman in the space what you've seen mm-hmm. and kind of how you feel that's you know that interaction is going on you know if it's a positive a negative there's things that need to maybe improve um but we'll get into that in in just a little bit i want to hear a bit about your story as well um i'm sure the audience does too you know what's your background like Mm -hmm. before you know getting into this wonderful world of crypto and blockchain that we all love um and the craziness and the madness of it all um what'd you do before and you know what was your path your life trajectory to here to now
1: yeah for sure so before working so archive is my first actually um crypto um project that i'm working for i was um working as a product manager for a startup in germany so that started was called uh, payworks and payworks was then bought by visa so i stayed a little bit less than a year uh, as a product manager still at visa and i didn't really like i mean i it's, it was an interesting vibe, but it was way too corporate for me. And I, during the the pandemic, uh, I remember it was you know real like I I think it was April or May, and then I decided to quit. I didn't even have a job actually, and I was like, <laughs> "Fuck it! I um I need to I need to move. I need to you know continue my own growth." And because I was already in fintech, of course, I was interested in everything that has to do and is related to payment. And um, I started to you know dig a little bit deeper into the blockchain space and funny story I actually um invested my first fraction of Bitcoin it was not an entire Bitcoin it was in uh 2017 and because a colleague of mine was always talking about this new technology bitcoin bitcoin and i was like what's that and he was like just buy it and then you'll be fine i was like okay and i bought a little bit and it was like i don't know a few days before the crash (laughs) so it was my first uh my first uh you know interaction with crypto it was two days before the crash so but i i you know i i i I continued so it's not a bad Mm -hmm. sign um and so after i quit um um pay work, uh, pay paywork visa then I was okay I really want to get into blockchain but I faced you know the I don't know anyone in working in in crypto how how should I start you know and then I started you know digging into my network contacting people that might know that person this is something that I might be potentially good at it's like mm-hmm. networking um and um and then one person led to another person that led to another person that led to Fabian and and John So co-founder co-founders that were looking for um um, a first employee let's say um and uh, and then it was me and it was in the beginning it was a matter of like few hours a week to be honest it was just to do some admin admin stuff because they were raising 200k uh to yeah 200k and they were like okay we don't have time we are focused on building we need someone who just like do the paperwork and i was about to you know you know, travel to Mexico, I was like, why not like, have the first little bit of cash? Mm-hmm. Um, and plus it would be for, for me, my first entry point to crypto. So I was like, that's perfect. And it ended up like continuing. And now it's, I, I don't know, like one year, like eight months. And then, and then I'm working with them. Um So yeah, very excited. And before that I, I as I told you, I was living in Germany for uh, four year and a half, five years. Before that I did the double degree French and German degree in um, you know inter- international economics. And uh, yeah, before that I was in France, where I grew up, uh, and, uh, I did spend a, a year in Mexico when I was 17, I was living in, a, in a Me- uh, with a Mexican family. I was in the Mexican high school. It, it's a, it's a program by done by the Rotary International in order to promote peace. Uh, and, um, yeah, so that's a little bit my trajectory.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's a really cool backstory and great that you got to live with, a you know, Colombian family too, and got to Mexican, have that experience.
1: Mexican. Mexican or, sorry,
0: uh, Mexican yeah it, it all yeah sorry my bad
1: um, <laughs> similar no, I,
0: there's a part of my family that's actually uh mexican believe it or not um
1: oh, really cool.
0: so and they they've used to live in mexico city in the past okay. too and they used to love it um i have a friend that's in mexico city right now as well did you spend any time there
1: Yes, yes, actually I always go to Mexico City. Now I was last year was twice. Now I'm going just for the weekend. <laughs> I love Mexico City. It's really like mm-hmm. I love the vibe and it's I I feel correct me if I'm wrong like but it's still a hidden gem because the people they mm-hmm. still tend to go to Tulum, Cancun, like uh, Playa del Carmen, but they don't really go to Mexico City, especially Europeans. Like I uh, maybe in the US it might be a little bit different because you're mm-hmm. closer, but like from the Europe, like you go to Tulum, you don't go to Mexico City, and I don't understand why because it's like literally, literally the most vibrant city in I've been in a long like in, yeah, I've been ever, and I, I'm mm-hmm. I, I'm well traveled, but yeah, I, lo- I love Mexico City.
0: Yeah, I'm very it. I'm very interested in going soon. I heard their street food is very good, <laughs> off the hook. The their street tacos and everything.
1: The food is amazing. The food is amazing.
0: Yeah, if there's one thing that gets me to go there, it's definitely going to be that. But I've heard some great <laughs> things, so hopefully soon.
1: Yeah, and um, actually, um, and I've heard that the crypto community is getting bigger and bigger. So mm-hmm. this is also very interesting to me. So many Americans now, you know, post-pandemic or during pandemic, they, they move to Mexico City.
0: Yeah, that's a good question. I'm wondering if they're going to set up a large conference there at some point or if they have recently in the past, because it might be a really interesting yeah. touristic city to kind of draw some people to yeah, exactly. um yeah so that'd be fun That'll be with fun. what yeah. about with kive so how did you yeah. become associated with kive or were you part of yeah. it when it started up or just getting yeah. recently or
1: yeah so no so um fabian and john uh started like uh in february 2021 and i joined in march 2021 so it was very okay. quick um um so it's very interesting because you know, Fabian, uh, who's the co-founder and CEO, he had uh, already, like since the beginning, which I, I found is not so common uh, in, in projects, that he always wanted like a business, non-technical counterpart. And uh, and generally, I, I found that projects tend to do that at a very later stage. And for me, it was really in the beginning. And... And what did i do in the beginning before hiring and now having some help so i literally did everything non-technical um so meaning starting to you know build like a community writing i, I suddenly became became a content writer and i had to write blog posts um i you know was working um, with uh, investors as well because We've done a few raises um, last year and the year before. Uh, This year, sorry, and the year before. So I was managing the investment. I was also, you know, also pitching myself um, sometimes. So I really did everything so that the two of them could really focus on building. And then, of course, when we had enough um, money, uh, then I started hire. Our first hire was a community manager uh, who's done a great job. Then we hired a designer. Then we hired more blockchain developers. And now we're, I think, um, around 15 in the company.
0: Got it. So what is Kive Network uh, maybe in a nutshell? <laughs> yeah, and for sure. What, what are you guys trying to accomplish? For
1: sure. So Kive is actually a massive uh, data lake. So you can imagine as us connecting to all this layer one, layer twos, getting the data and then feeding it to our uh, proof of state network that validates and store it onto our weave. So basically what we're trying to do is to help other projects scale because data is being produced at a very very uh, enormous um speed and it can become really you know um it, it can become a burden for projects and what we want to do is we want to really, really help them scale by taking care of their data
0: yeah when you say data are you talking about transactional data are you talking about yeah. on-chain maybe like storage yeah. or yeah um... transactional
1: data data on-chain
0: data. okay um, you guys frame it as as data streams. Um, how how does uh, how do you guys account for that? And is it only like on Ethereum, or do you guys work with other blockchains?
1: No, no, no. We we really w- work with every kind. We we mm-hmm. tend to become blockchain agnostic. So okay. of course our technology we're based on Cosmos. So we are a, a chain that is built using the Cosmos SDK, but we really tend to work with every type of blockchain out there l1 l2s right now we are working um uh, with our weave as our storage provider but we also want to work with additional storage provider so we really want to help that's a potentially a little bit cheesy but we do everyone will have and potentially face scalability issue so we want to help them all
0: got it got it well which chains have you guys been working on the most as of late
1: yeah. So, um, Moonbeam, uh, Avalanche, um, Polkadot. Uh, I don't have the, the ranking to be honest on top of my mind. What are the most used chain? But um, everyone, like I mean, everyone. Right now, we are connected. I think with nine L ones, the most, the, the mm-hmm. major one, and also L twos. Okay. But you really need to, to to envision this as Kive. Connecting mm-hmm. to all the L1s and the L2s and getting mm-hmm. the data to create this massive data lake. So we mm-hmm. don't we don't limit ourselves. And then, what do you want to do if you're if you're asking what can we do with the data lake? Is then mm-hmm. then if you're building, you have a project and you want to have uh, to find like a, a space where the data is valid um, and it's easy to access it. Then you go to Kype and you use Kive.
0: Okay, got it. I also saw you guys had a couple products. Uh, something called Warp and something called yes. KaiStore or something <laughs> like that.
1: No, um, let's more talk about Warp. Um, sure. Warp is uh, is actually our que- the querying solution. So um, it's, when it, so so again this big data lake. So if you want to access the data, then you would use Warp. You could also use the are weave querying um, data uh, querying products, right? but you could use Kive.
0: Okay, cool, got it. What well, what's your uh, role been like as COO of Kive? Yeah. Um, What kind of things on a daily basis do you find yourself maybe working on the most, or handling, yeah. or managing?
1: Yeah, that's interesting. Everyone asks me the question. that is always mm-hmm. so hard for me to answer because I really yeah. do everything, but it, it, it changes all the time. I'm not saying like, and but the thing is that I don't execute so much anymore. Um, I do t- tend to always bring initiatives or ideas. Um, I tend to always connect with uh, you know other chains or finding you know external initiatives, going to conferences or you know networking, and then potentially finding collaboration between the new uh, person that I ha- that I have met. But I don't do so much executional work anymore. But it's very broad. I'm I'm very free. I have the chance of you know have having a huge freedom so I'm um yeah so I a day one day I can you know help the marketing team I can help uh, uh the, the finance team I can help um I can help Fabian who might want to discuss something I can help John I can try to solve potential miscommunication issues within the team I can you know work on your processes I I I can, you know, have calls with investors who wants to have an update. I can, I can, you know, everything, everything and nothing It's it's really broad. It's really broad.
0: Yeah. So pretty much a a broad spectrum of responsibilities and tasks that you take on.
1: Very broad. Yeah. I think it has, it has, it's very linked to the fact that I, you know, started so early on uh, so that I really have this broad, um, you know, um, how do I say that? Like vision Uh, Mm -hmm. of what's happening and and because i started so early on i do have a nice understanding of their of all aspects so even though i'm not a mark i was not a marketer before because i I had to be a content writer for the first six months so now i know about content writing so i can help you know the marketing manager Mm -hmm. who now works on it which is way better than than how how i was before for sure but sometimes she still you know needs my opinion or i might correct sentences so it's really It's really hard to explain what I do, but I really have a nice overview on all, all the different aspects, but one, the engineering team, I cannot help at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is the only uh, team that I just, you know, trust everything they do and they are, and they are all amazing. John, John, the CTO is uh, nothing but, but a great uh, and very smart um, person.
0: Yeah, I feel you on that. I, I've been in the same position sometimes when people ask me what I do and I do a lot of different things, so it's. I sometimes I have to just pick one, and I just say that that's what I do. That's it. And other, (laughs) and then other times I have to list everything, and it sounds like I have so many things that it's impossible. (laughs) But, um, and then yeah. So I I totally get that. And
1: Um, I think the most uh, complicated that complicated person that I need to explain it is my mom. Because first of all, she doesn't know anything about crypto. And then on top of that, I need to explain my job. And every time I see her, she's like, but what do you do? <laughs>
0: but, it, yeah. it's, it's hard even today to explain it. Um, I have a. It's easier to explain to a lot of my friends, but anytime family asks about work, they know what I do, but they don't fully understand it. So they're yeah. always like, are you working with the Bitcoin thing still? And I'm like, <laughs> in, in a sense, yes. Yeah, that's what I'm doing, Grandma. Um, so.
1: <laughs> well, your grandmother knows about Bitcoin. There's already something.
0: Yeah, she's done pretty well in Bitcoin, actually. I, I was surprised. <laughs> really? I stor- yeah, I have good stories about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's crazy. Um, wh- so what are you going to be representing Kaivon specifically? Because you're coming to DevCon, you're you're speaking yeah. at a few things. Is there like something in particular that you guys are doing, like an update or a lease or something cool on the roadmap, or are you just raising awareness for Kive or um, what's the scoop?
1: Yeah, so raising awareness for sure. Uh, as I told you, you know, we don't have a huge community in South America, in Latin America, or any Spanish-speaking country, actually. Um, so it's really, you know, I'm. I think I'll be on the podcast as well in Spanish, as I speak Spanish, and it's really, you know, raising awareness, trying to grow a community. Uh, I'm speaking at InfraCon, which is one day before CON. I'm going to participate in a lot of side events. I'm always like the team, no sleep. <laughs> always like uh, mm-hmm. going to three, four side events a day. Um, and um, and yeah. So what's going on like uh, in terms of roadmap? So we are actually working. We just released few two days ago our uh, uh, new tokenomics. So basically, before. Before uh, we were based on, we started actually our journey in 2021 on SmartWeave, which is the smart contracts on our weave. Then we changed testnet and then we went on and we tried a little bit on Moonbeam, so Moonbase moon Alpha. And then we tra- changed again this year in April. And this is where we decided to build our own chain uh, using the Cosmos SDK. And the Cosmos have uh, SDK having an inflationary you know, token schedule We we had to completely change our tokenomics. So we just released this a few days ago um, to our investors. And we we're going to public uh to make it public in in a few days. Uh we are uh working on a, on our last chain update before uh I, I hope Mainnet launch. And of course, then with mainnet launch come lots of initiatives like you know, dex listing, a grants program that that I'm working on, um you know, lots of, lots of things coming up.
0: When's Mainnet launch? Uh, is that coming up soon?
1: So it's planned for Q4. Um, it's hard to it's hard to give a, an exact exact date. Mm-hmm.
0: Q4 of this year. Yes. Okay. Cool. So probably sometime around the holidays. Let's see. Maybe. Okay.
1: Cool. <laughs> Let's see. It really depends. The no, it's, it's really, it really depends on the, the chain update that the team is working mm-hmm. on. So, oh, again, like we had to change so many things because of the Cosmos SDK. And, you know, uh, the, the tech team is doing an incredible job, uh, but they're all, also human. And sometimes it takes a little bit longer than expected, especially, you know, in a tech company. Can you hear me? Yes.
0: Sorry about that. No worries. I had an outage in my audio. <laughs>
1: uh oh. <laughs> Better. Yes. Cool.
0: Okay. Cool. Yeah. Sorry about that. It's a uh, have this awesome microphone um, by by Pod my or Pod mic microphone by Rode. And it okay. connects via XLR. I don't know if you know some of this stuff or Knox. It's got a little technical, but it has this really cool interface. Um, but for whatever reason, and I don't understand why, it runs on battery. Okay. And I can't just plug it into the wall or into my computer and let okay. it charge. So I have to have rechargeable batteries that I swap out every okay. every week or so. And uh, it's it's just kind of inconvenient in today's age of being able to just charge everything. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we, we, should, we, should, we should work more on the wireless world, I think.
0: Yeah, we should. I, yeah. I think more should be wireless. I, I don't know why it isn't in 2022. I don't know. I don't,
1: know. I don't understand.
0: Yeah, it's, it's kind of a crazy part. Um, and then also, you know, a lot of things in this space, too. The fact that there's not enough dApps that are on the phone and everything's a lot, you know, heavily browser based is also kind of crazy. Because, you know, everyone has a smartphone. There's more people with a smartphone in Latin America than a laptop. Yeah. Um, so it feels like you're cutting off a lot of people.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's, uh, that's interesting because just yesterday, I was actually t- t- telling my marketing manager today, just yesterday I watched a, an interview of Mark Cuban, and he was saying that actually even the internet you know, was, um, was launched in '95. We had to wait really until you know we we had usage of our of our web of our phone to really see the 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 power of the internet and all the application. And he said this is something that will happen for crypto, and this mm-hmm. is why you know it's only investing in mainstream crypto projects. And I find very interesting.
0: Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, one more big question that I want to get to uh, that we talked about briefly at the beginning is uh, this idea of women in crypto and yeah. i know you're a woman in crypto i, I kind of want to get your opinion on you know where you think the space is at with inclusion of women um wanting them to be more a part of it do women feel like they're able to be a part of this industry do they feel like um they get the same opportunity to be a part of it uh, I, I don't the reason i ask is i don't see a lot of women at some of these conferences right. or some of these events um, there's a lot of them online and so, some of the yeah. smartest stuff being done in the space is being done by women too. Right. Um, so I would love to kind of hear your opinion on where you think things are kind of at and some of the good and some of the bad.
1: Yeah. Um, so it's hard for me to speak, uh, about this first of all, because I don't, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm only myself. I cannot like sure. speak for the the, the, the women. I don't do not represent them. Um, however, I do feel that we can do way more we can do way more and sometimes it, this I've, I've already heard it uh, and it's, it's i feel it's hard to acknowledge the fact for some people especially for men that there is more to do because you know you can always have a, a mindset no but you know look there's already lo-. it, it's way better than before i i hear that a lot oh but like you know, five years ago, it was worse. Okay, but it's not because it was it's better that we cannot still, you know, continue and make it even better. Uh, Because whenever I go to a conference, I mean, I've never experienced that in my life, then I go to, let's say, I don't know, Solana Breakpoint closing party, that Mm -hmm. there is no line uh, in the female bathroom. So this is like, for me, this is so like, anecdotic, but it's, it's like, it will never happen in real life. This will be the opposite, you know? And mm-hmm. because there's just, you go in all the conferences and there's only men. And then the women are, the women, they are there, but maybe we don't see them so much. Or maybe we don't give them the option to to be more public. And that's funny because earlier you, you spoke about Cosmoverse, but Cosmoverse, I applied to speak. I applied to be part of the panel and I was not accepted. Um, so, you know, they... And, and you tell me that you should not see a lot of women. So, so then I'm like, okay, but then they, they potentially so that, and okay, I don't want to blame anyone, of course. Uh, but, uh, and this is like an overall statement for all the conferences, but I do feel that maybe they should do a little bit more in terms of diversity seeing okay, we have 95% of men speaking. Maybe we can, you know, give the chance of like, maybe not so known girl, but maybe she's going to bring, um, as, as much value as, uh, someone, you know, that, that that potentially has already spoken many times, you know? And mm. um, and and I feel that in order to achieve more diversity, we need to have allies, you know? And, and 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 first of all, we need to recognize that there is an issue. And I feel that some people might not, still not recognize this. It's like, oh, but it's all, only about talent. It's, uh, uh, we don't see colors. We don't see the gender, but we are diff- two type of gender. Or even more, uh, don't want to get too know political mm-hmm. but um so we do need to recognize that we are different in order to take the, the um, actions and um and but it also depends on the projects for example at kive and i and and I, we were not so much I, I was alone as a woman for i think the most majority of it and now we have this uh, great uh, marketing manager Um, and I want to do more, of course, but the question is how, how can I, you know, do more? It's also Mm -hmm. the question that I'm facing, even though I'm I'm potentially in a position to bring more women, you know, but it's the question is how, and then what I've been doing myself, and I encourage all women to do women to do it is to educate, uh, women in crypto and all of my friends, um, non crypto friends that they, not all of them, but what I do generally is I sit with them i show them how to set up the wallet i explain them the concept of crypto i help them to register to Binance or Coinbase or whatever. I like doing these steps. And every time I've done that, the same reaction was like, oh my God, it's not so complicated than I thought. Because there's also this barrier of thinking, oh, it's too technical. I don't understand. You know, now it's too technical. But it's actually not, you know, it's not so technical. I mean, if you understand like the basis of decentralization, of immutability, if you know, this is easily understandable if you understand it like correctly, if you explain it correctly. So I feel we need to educate, I think we need more men allies, uh, I think we need to give more chances in less known people. That's great to have great, you know, super famous speakers at an event, but that, that's also maybe okay to give the chance to someone uh, less known that potentially will bring as well, a lot of value. And. Um, and yeah, just like be more inclusive. I think it's just representation matter. Of you know, just today, you know, my my colleague was telling me when she sees you know someone like a like a female leader in the space, then she's thinking, oh, I can, I can, it can be me. You know, it's it's, mm-hmm. and. And so rep- representation matters, and we can have the same topic for also people of color. I see none; like I see very, very little. Uh, and uh, we need to. We do, I think we need to do way more in order to be to be inclusive. But it would be a it would be a, a sad world if you know. Then it would be only tech white dude. You know. <laughs> right. <laughs> so,
0: right.
1: <laughs> so just like let's let's be more inclusive. But also what I've noticed is that um, in terms of education, there's a lot of platform. However, I've noticed is mainly in English. Uh, and this is also something that I'm thinking of. It's like, okay, how, what can we do to make it more local? For example, it's very hard to find great uh, educational platform in French. And as you know, you know, French people, they tend to, you know, not speak so well in English, or they tend to prefer uh, learning something in French because it's just easier. It's their native language. So um, it's also, you know, a, a matter of like creating those local communities that will um, bring more um, inclusion.
0: Yeah, you make a couple of really, really good points. Another being language. Um, there's so much of this space that kind of revolves around English. Yes. And then, you know, there's um, a lot that happens in, in, in Japanese and in Korean and in, in Mandarin as well. And that's like a whole separate section of this industry that no one can really touch because they don't. there's a language yeah. barrier. Sure. Um, and then, yeah, there's a there's a lot of different languages across Europe and and Latin America. Yeah. Yeah, obviously Spanish is a big one.
1: Yeah. And
0: I've experienced uh, that, you know, just seeing it, you know, being a barrier to a lot of people trying to understand certain aspects of the tech or wanting to become a developer or be a part of the space in some kind of way. And that's definitely a gap that we need to try and fill. Um, which is why I like having events down here. It's really fun to get. People locally to come in and, and see yeah. it and and feel a part of it. Like Cosmoverse was great for that. People had translators on, they could listen to everything. They were learning. Cool. Um, hopefully the same thing in DEF CON too. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: and then the other point, um, you know, about some of these events with women. I don't know what it is. I don't know it because it's what's funny is And I won't name names or companies or anything like that, but they'll say it's because um, maybe there's more notoriety, more popular or something like that for whatever reason. So, you know, I I get that. But at the same time, I've been in the space as long as they have, almost a decade, and I've seen it from like infancy to now. And I can tell you, I don't know who those people are on stage. Mm. Um, So I'm like, you know, if I've never heard of them, I really don't know them. No one's really going to understand or care. Then why aren't you bringing on trying to bring on some more women like why why is that an argument? Yeah. You know, if you're going to show people in the space that are new and doing cool things, why not women too? Um so I, I don't know. There's some things that are a little silly. Yeah. Um things have gotten a little bit better, but still yeah. I I'd like to see more cuz I want to go to a conference and hear from a lot of different people, different yeah. backgrounds, um some different cultures. So yeah, you yeah. You, you nail a couple good points.
1: But, but you know what? And I do understand as well in the business perspective, you know, it's like you know mm-hmm. conferences are you know are costly, and uh, we need to bring you know, you know, as you say, famous you know speakers in order to sell tickets. So I do understand the business point point of view. I'm not saying that you know, they shouldn't do that at all, but like you can still have like a pretty nice ratio,
0: yeah, exactly. because um, when I look at the the flyers, like the agenda, it's like, 30 40 men and two women right. and i'm like exactly can you add in two more like <laughs>
1: exactly <laughs> but then at the same time i don't want to be added because i'm a woman you know it's like it's the, i get I that too to be added because they feel that i will bring something useful and that'll be an added value to the topic and and to the audience you know but i don't want to be invited just because i'm a woman that would be sad um, yeah. but however, I do feel I do feel confident that I, I, I have nice things to say and all the women as well, you know, out there that don't have the same platform.
0: Yeah, there's been a couple uh, smaller events, uh, even here in Medellin for women in crypto and, and women in Web3 more broadly, um, kind of like supporting the women and kind of giving them all the tools they need, showing them into the space, giving them the confidence. Maybe I think that's one thing is they don't feel confident. Maybe you get in because it does seem very male dominated. Right have you exactly. done, have you been a part of like smaller events and gatherings and meetups and stuff like that and kind of yeah, had those experiences
1: um that's very interesting no actually no i'm actually i want i wanted to go to uh, i mean I, I'm, i'll probably go to eth medigan um mm-hmm. maybe you'll be there um mm-hmm. and uh same as I, I have applied as a speaker but uh i think that they have changed the agenda so they are not going. No one is going to speak from from what i understood mm-hmm. um but um but yeah no i have not done like so smaller venue yet maybe this is like a, a nice nice point um but also th- there's something very interesting that i also wanted to to bring um is that what i felt as well is that uh, you're talk- you talked about confidence and, and mm-hmm. i think that you're right you need to have like some kind of a confident uh confidence to 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 be able to speak however i also feel that some women they tend to want to to change themselves in order to fit, uh, you know, sure. this manly and dom- mainly dom- dom- dominated environment. Um, and I have I have a very I'm, I'm not a nice story, but I have a, this story to, to tell you. Uh, I was at rave in pa- in Paris, rave in Paris. So mm-hmm. we were dancing, and I was with that uh, young lady who was starting her project, and then she told me, "Oh, Fisla, I don't know, I, I don't feel like dancing. I cannot dance like." myself and i was like why and she was like uh because i don't know i'm i'm afraid i'm afraid that i might be seen as not so serious and i was like oh my god i was like look around like look at the 90 percent of men surrounding us you think that any of those guys have that thought right now like no be yourself mm-hmm. and this is always something that i always say to my f- f- fellow lady i like I like makeup. I like uh, being feminine. I like laughing. I like partying. And I'm not going to change myself in order to fit in this, you know, uh, nerdy, potentially, you know, <laughs> uh, world. I, and this, is, this needs to also come from other women. You know, we need to stay ourselves in order to be also accepted.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll echo that as well. You know, definitely just be yourself and enjoy. Don't worry about what people think, you know, who cares? You know. Right. Uh, the last party of Cosmoverse, the guys were upstairs, you know, getting Cosmoverse tattoos on their back <laughs> in the middle of the of the party, in the middle of the night. Like maybe one in the morning. Are you telling me that's not professional? I mean, so and there's exactly. nothing about this space. Professional. I mean, if, you know, Vitalik Buterin's been like the poster child forever, and he's wearing unicorn shirts, and he's the, yeah. the silliest guy ever. So, yeah, be yourself. Who be cares? Yourself. It's uniqueness, especially in this space, is,
1: exactly. is huge too. Exactly. And also, like, crypto was, I, I feel, created really like to be against, you know, a little bit the establishment, you know, the banking system, you know, like Mm -hmm. those big players. So I'm like, I'm, we shouldn't like then go back and try to fit in what they felt it was, should be the reality.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're all in this together too. I mean, we all have the same goal. I mean, right. (laughs) anyways, to kind of start wrapping it up, where can people go to learn more about what you guys doing at CAIF?
1: sure so so kive network um Mm -hmm. very easy uh cave network um we have a discord please come to our discord Uh, you'll find uh, lots of great community always very helpful um twitter kive network as well um and telegram kive kive net on telegram Uh, we have a blog uh, on medium where we always um, you know uh, write nice uh, article about what we're doing Uh, We always try to be very transparent and to communicate everything we do to the community. So, yeah. Where can
0: people find you online on social media?
1: So, on Twitter. uh, So, Mm -hmm. Madame Satoshi, Madame, written in French. So, with the E, Madame Satoshi. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. And that's it.
0: Awesome. Guys, go check out Disney logo, check out uh, Kive um, and everything they're doing. If you're able to go to DevCon, go to DevCon. I heard it's gonna be a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Come to ETH Medellin, I'm gonna try to be at that, that one as well. Um, <laughs> nice. This is like the blockchain month kind of for, for Columbia, like the last two months. It's a little crazy right now. Um, yeah, but yeah, come down nice. people, you know, if you're able to, it's a lot of fun down here right now. Very safe, very secure, don't worry about it. Make sure to like and subscribe to the video down below if you have not already. Uh, Lud, thank you for taking the time to come on. Really appreciate it. And congrats on your first episode. Went really well. Good conversation.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much. I loved it.
0: All right. Take care. Safe travels. Uh, Let me know when you get to Columbia and uh, yeah, we'll meet up or something.
1: Sounds good. Bye-bye.
0: All right. Bye.